Greetings and welcome to episode two of the informal program. And in honor of Georgia, we will stop the show after 15 minutes, you know, so we won't have a second half. Hey, Dave, will you stop? Dave, this is cruel. I can't open a show like this. Come on, write something better. Live from a city in Southern California, this is the informal program. Welcome into episode two of the informal program, ladies and gentlemen. I apologize to Georgia, the entire South, on behalf of Dave Rogers. First, it was the Browns last week, and now you're roasting the Georgia Bulldogs. Do you have anything to say in your defense, Dave? Because I'm really like, I get the, I get the humor, I get the comedy, but we can't keep opening shows just roasting teams like this. Well, I thought Alabama did a pretty good job of that in the second half, so you know. All right, all right. Welcome into the show, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, we're going to start with the national championship game. What else could we start with? Was there NFL football this weekend? Was there? I don't care. Who cares? Yeah, the Rams lost. Thanks for reminding me. Coming up in today's show, we're not going to talk NFL playoffs that much. We are going to get to Central Florida, the other national champions of college football, supposedly. with In-depth with bag managers, we'll talk to him about that. And Dave has some of the errors I made in the first show. He's got to talk about that. And John Beanie has been working on something very special for the show, which you'll hear in the second half, along with Beanie Factoids, which we will attempt again to put in the show. But we're going to start with the national championship game. What else could we start with? That was an amazing game last night. Dave, was that the best game played in 2018 in college football? It was either that or the Rose Bowl. Yeah, one of those two. That, that was kind of the debate we were having earlier. Is this the best game or was that the best game? But enough. What a game last night. We'll start with the winners because Alabama deserves the credit. Tago. You already messed his name up. That's his last name. Yeah, what's his first name? It's not Tago, it's Tua. Thank you, Dave. I want to hear you pronounce his name since you're so into it. Tua uh, Tago Valoa. All right. I, I give him credit. He did pronounce it right. So, if you saw the game, bear with me for a few minutes. If you didn't, you missed... A fantastic game. So essentially, I was watching this game. The first thing that came to mind, if anyone has seen that Spider-Man meme where Spider-Man is pointing at Spider-Man, there are two Spider-Men looking at each other. What's that, John? That's Spider-Man. No, it's Spider. Don't don't start with the I plurals, please. Okay, it's Spider-Man. Then two Spider-Men are looking at each other, pointing to each other. That's what this game was like because the first half, it was like Alabama was getting increasingly frustrated because they were playing a team that played like Alabama. It was fascinating to watch. I've never seen a game like that for Alabama. Now, granted, I haven't seen every game they've played in this dynastic era, but it was funny. I saw Nick Saban on the sidelines. You saw the players. It was like they were like, what? what is the monster we have created? Because, of course, the former defensive coach for Alabama is now the head coach of Georgia. And so I was watching this game, and it, they were getting frustrated because they were playing themselves. It was like they had played, they had created this monster that they now had to beat. And the monster was just an example of them. It was, it was a mirror image of them. So Georgia was dominating the game. But you know what? As the second half, before the second half came, I should say, as the first half ended, there was one thought in the back of my mind. I could not shake it. I was like, 13 nothing, Georgia. When, somewhere, somewhere in the last year, I saw a game played at a neutral site where there was a team from Georgia wearing red and black who had a really good first half, 
Oh no, don't 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 go here. Don't go here. I'm going here. Did I just watch the Super Bowl again? Did we see the Super Bowl again? Another Georgia team, as as Dave said in his what, what do you mean you wait a minute, Dave. You can't say don't go here and in the open you're roasting Georgia. That's fair. Alright. He got that. Anyway, I was like, is this gonna happen again? Is this gonna happen again? So anyway, in the second half, Alabama brings in Tua Tagovailoa, a true freshman from Hawaii, who comes in first, I mean, first time he's on the field of note, really, leads them back, and in overtime, Alabama wins the national championship game. So much, so much to get here in this game, and we might discuss it at some point, but I want to hone in on Georgia for a minute. Not just Georgia, as in Georgia football, that's the whole state of Georgia. I'm feeling sorry for him now. I'm at that point. I'm feeling sorry for Georgia right now. I was watching the game. I'm like, is this going to happen again? Again? They're going to they're gonna lose another one again. All right. So let me just recap for you the last 12 months of Georgia sports. So we're not taking into account this year. So basically, what's today? Today is the 9th. Thank you. Today's the 9th. So from January 9th of last year, 2017, to January 9th, of this year. Let me just recap Georgia sports for you, okay? Because as usually I'm not rooting for Alabama, but I didn't care who won this game. The game was fantastic. I enjoyed it. But I'm feeling sorry for Georgia because let me explain to you what's happened in the last 12 months of Georgia sports, okay? The Falcons lost the Super Bowl. They blew a 28 to 3 lead in the Super Bowl and they lost to the Patriots. Okay. That's February, early February. Let's move ahead now. I'm going to bring NASCAR into this. Chase Elliott Famous Georgia driver, the son of Bill Elliott. He's leading the Daytona 500 with under three laps to go. He runs out of gas. Okay, so it's not just football. It's athletes from Georgia. Chase Elliott runs out of gas with two laps to go in the Daytona 500, loses the race. Now, let's just hone in on Chase Elliott for a minute. He had, what, between seven and nine second-place finishes Last year, isn't that whole is it is that in his whole career, Dave? I think it's his whole career. I'll maybe I'll check it during the break. Anyway, Chase Elliott, he could have won at least three races this year. Under ten laps to go, he gets passed for the lead on the white flag of one race. He gets passed for the lead. Okay, so this is a driver from Georgia. Not to mention, by the way, lead, need I bury the lead here with Chase Elliott? People are saying, "Oh, NASCAR, you know what?" No, no, no. If he wins this race. That I'm talking about. He goes to compete for a championship. He gets wrecked with two laps to go. I mean, this is incredible. Okay, so that's Chase Elliott. Now let's move on to soccer. Atlanta United comes into Major League Soccer this year. They have a fantastic season. They break their own attendance record two times. They set the all-time playoff record for a first-round playoff game. Guess what happens in that playoff game? They lose on penalties at home. I'm noticing a pattern here. Yeah, Dave, you're noticing a pattern. Okay. And then we didn't even get to baseball because the hockey teams moved. Two of them moved. Man, is this Cleveland? Yeah, we'll get to Cleveland later on. And Beanie Factoids, by the way. Thank you. Nice radio tease. You're, you're, you're learning your craft. Thank you, Dave. I don't know if I should feel insulted or feel like that was a compliment. Well, I mean, you've only been doing this two times. True, but anyway, you never mind. Like this is the second time you've been in front of a microphone, right? Not quite. 
Anyway, just 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 produce the show, all right? Produce the show and leave your phone off. Thanks. Okay. So Atlanta United loses a home soccer game in the playoffs on penalties. And then the baseball team. Let's get to the baseball team. The Braves were terrible this year. And on top of being terrible, their general manager and some of their scouting department, they were found to have negotiated illegally with some international players. So the general manager gets fired of the Braves. Some of the scouts get dismissed. And some of the prospects were on the free market. Major League Baseball said, all right, these contracts, some seedy stuff was going on. Null and void. All these people you signed, they're free agents. They're right. Get them out of their contract. So, so, so let's just let's just examine the last year in Georgia sports. Okay. The Falcons blow the Super Bowl, twenty-eight to three. Several weeks later, a driver from Georgia runs out of gas with two laps to go in the Daytona Five Hundred, and then gets wrecked in a race that would have, if he had won, would have qualified him for the championship race. Their soccer team comes in with high expectations, great season. They lose a home playoff game in front of, what, almost 60,000 people on a Wednesday night. The Braves baseball team, who's bad, at least they have some prospects for the future. Oh, well, the prospects are on the open market now because there was illegal stuff going on there. And then on top of it, in the state of Georgia, in the Falcon Stadium, I might add, they lose the national championship game after being up 13-0 at halftime. I'm sorry, Georgia. I really am. It I, I mean, I was watching Alabama win. I'm like, this was this is incredible for them, but I feel for Georgia because that right there, that's a that's a year. That's a year. All right, so that was the game. Well, I feel depressed now, man. Like like it's already raining outside and now you're just like I was like, e- did Eeyore write that for you? No, Eeyore didn't write that for me. No, I mean, but seriously, I'm oh man. Like I need to watch myself now. Sorry, Georgia. All that after you wrote the, the thing bashing in the open. Yeah, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have written that. I'm sorry, Georgia. Forgive me. Forgive me. Get yourself together, Dave. All right. So that was a great game. That was an amazing game. Did you see the halftime show? The halftime performance? Our guy did the halftime performance. Our resident drop master of the informal program. What's his name? Kendrick. That's right. You're supposed to play the sound, John. All right, let's try this again, folks, because we're a live radio show. Who was doing the halftime show? That's right. Kendrick Lamar was doing the halftime show. Did he dedicate that to Baker Mayfield? Did he dedicate what? Be humble. All right, very funny. If you listened to last week's show, you heard that a player on Georgia told Baker Mayfield to humble himself. That would have been great if he came out and he's like, hey, I'm going to dedicate this to Baker Mayfield. And they said, hey, Baker. You just want to play that, don't you? You're just baiting John into playing the drop because he likes the drop. Anyway, that was a great game. It really was. Oh, sorry. Here's your notes. Thank you. So while we have a minute, we're going to talk about the NFL because the Rams played this weekend. I mean, in theory, they did play. Don't don't slam them. They had a good season. Rams lost to the Falcons, who... Uh, Hey, something went right for Georgia. Just wait a couple weeks, Dave. It's going to happen. That, that wasn't that funny. That wasn't that funny. Anyway. I, I feel for the Rams, though. That was, they had a great season. 
I was watching that game and I was just thinking they're just they're just young. They just played like a team that had never been in a playoff game before because they hadn't. They hadn't been in a playoff game before. And Todd Gurley, they shut him down. The Falcons shut Todd Gurley down. Now, usually the Rams can throw the ball and run the ball, and one doesn't lead to the other. Like sometimes in football you have a team who says if they run the ball and then the defense catches on to that, then they start passing because the defense is expecting the run and vice versa. This game, they just they didn't play very well. The defense of Atlanta was very good. The Falcons' offense was good, and it was a good game. That's all you have to say about that. That's pretty much it. All right, last thing we're going to get to before we get to break here. I'm not going to go all Stephen A. Smith because he did a good job with it a couple weeks ago, but officially today, John Gruden announced as the head coach of the Oakland Raiders. That's good. They're moving to Vegas in a few years, which, you know, I'm not, I'm not a fan of relocation, even though I'm sitting here a fan of L.A. sports teams talking about relocation when if we didn't have relocation, what would, what would L.A. have? They'd have the Kings, the Angels, the Ducks, technically the Chargers because they were here for a year, and the Sparks. I think that's it. And the two soccer teams. That's right, the two soccer teams. They'd have LAFC and LA Galaxy. But they have no basketball teams. So it's kind of odd for me to say, oh, I'm not a big fan of relocation. But you know what? It happens. So the Raiders get John Gruden. But the part I'm concerned about, $100 million in a 10-year contract? Has anything in the NFL outside of the Patriots gone well for 10 years? I'm really concerned about that. I'm really concerned about that. I hope it works out for him, but I I would not be surprised if in six years they say, hey, John, this isn't working out. Anyway, congratulations to him on the money, though. I'll miss my Monday Night Football. And we will be back here on the informal program right after this. Tonight's show is brought to you by bottles and Dave has given me a good script this time have you ever had a problem where you're at an event or you're walking down the street and you're just walking around with a glass or a mug and you're worried about spillage or something getting in your drink well bottles are a good answer for that first of all they don't have uh, glasses I shouldn't say don't have lids you messed up the script already I'm, I'm gonna keep going you don't need to yell during my read they have lids, so you don't have to worry about that. They're sturdy and durable. You can put one down, and as long as it's not glass, or even if they're glass and it's not from a high distance, you can drop it and you're still fine. You can't do that with a glass or a mug. And they travel very well. So you can put one in your backpack and go on your way. So if you're interested in that, you can check out bottles. Anywhere glass goods are sold or glasswares are sold, you can check out bottles. Proud sponsor of the show. I don't have mine with me right now, but I can tell you they're amazing. Go check out Bottles, and thanks for sponsoring the show tonight. Here's Bagman with the news. And now, the Bagman News Report with the guy who does the news, whose name is Bagman. Here he is. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, and announcer man, Nathan Chen, a figure skater. From America is going to the Russia Olympics. Nathan Chen won the event by almost 41 points at the National Invitational Tournament, or whatever it's called there in figure skating. Perry Kitchen, the midfielder from DC United, with DC United no longer. He's going to the Los Angeles Galaxy for a whole lot of money, apparently $300,000, which is a good chunk of money in Major League Soccer. And lastly, as you heard before, John Gruden signed by the Raiders for $100 million. That's a lot of cash. For more, 
stuff with the Informer Program, you can go on Instagram.com slash Informer Program. Follow them there. I'm sorry I messed that up. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the show. What, what is going on with people today, man? Yourself included, I might add. That's true. I mean, that's fair. Bagman, what was that? Anyway, Bagman will be back in a minute to discuss Central Florida, because we have a little bit of a controversy in college football, which is that Central Florida beat Auburn in the Sugar Bowl back around New Year's. This was a story I didn't think was going to get blown out of proportion in the week that we've been away on this show. I was under the impression, hey, they had a perfect season. That's it. They won the Sugar Bowl. Actually, to be honest with you, I think I fell asleep on that game. I fell asleep. I wake up. I said, did they win? And, oh, they won. Okay, cool. So they're undefeated. And then in radio, on social media, this story started gaining traction. Central Florida want to be the national champions. They think they have a right to be national champions because they were undefeated. Now, for those of you who are not big college football fans, Central Florida plays in a league that is not quite to the standard of Alabama's league, the Southeastern Conference, or even maybe the Pac-12. I mean, maybe this year's Pac-12. Don't, don't, please, Dave. Please, don't. Okay. Someone in media has to like the Pac-12. Let it be me. And the Pac-12 Network. And Fox Sports. And- all right, all right, please. We're not, we're not going down this route. Anyway, the point is... Bagman's waiting. Can you just hurry up? May I please properly open Bagman? You may. That sounded really weird, like it was a drink or something. Just produce the show and I'll talk, all right? Fair enough. Okay, where was I? Okay, Pac-12. Anyway, so their league isn't of the highest standard, but they're the only undefeated team in America. And so they said, we want to be called national champions. We bring in Bagman now. Who is in studio with us, thankfully? He's not on assignment anywhere because if we had sent him to the national championship, he probably would have ended up in Iceland covering figure skating somewhere. So Bagman in studio with us now. Thanks for joining us, Bagman. And please explain what happened with Central Florida. Well, I don't know what else to say because your intro was so long that you pretty much explained the entire situation. All right, but without the attitude, can they call themselves national champions? Well, in the history of college football, we're going back thousands of years. You mean since the 1800s? Okay, not quite a thousand years, but sometime between the the dawn of creation and the invention of electricity. Anyway, somewhere in that time, teams can call themselves national champions. Now, for some reason, the NCAA, the governing body of collegiate sports in America, said, we don't sanction any Division I college football championships. You all do whatever you want to do. And so for years what happened was you had the poll system, which is a bunch of writers and media such people, would vote and say this team is the national champion. And then we had the BCS, and the computers decided. Now we have a committee that picks four teams, and they go to the playoffs. So in essence, because there's a system set up where there is no real national champion decided by the NCAA, Central Florida has every right to call themselves national champions. Okay, so even though we have the playoff, we they can't call themselves national champions. But here's my question. They can call themselves that, and that's what they're doing. Is that correct? Yes, they, they made T-shirts. They, they will raise a banner that says national champions, and they can call themselves that. They can claim that if they want to. Is there any legal right for them to claim a national championship? I understand, according to the NCAA, but like you were saying with the polls, is there any poll that has them as a national champion? 
Well, there are thousands of polls, I believe, or hundreds at least, and I believe there is one somewhere by some man, the NCAA said, yeah, this is legitimate, uh, said that they were number one in his rankings. So technically, they can claim that. Over the years, we've had teams, I believe Alabama has claimed a national championship. Some have claimed a championship. Here's, here's a very interesting one, in fact. Uh, I believe it's Georgia, or one of, the, one of the schools in the South, I believe. I, I think they're in the South. They got a computer ranking from sometime, maybe in the 90s, and retroactively went back and said, according to those rankings, we would have won the championship in 1940. And so they gave themselves a championship. So honestly, outside of the major uh, AP polls or the um, the other the other polls, the, the coaches voting, you can do whatever you want. All right, thank you. I like your little change in voice there, Bagman. I'm, I'm recovering from an illness, which is part of the reason my report was so um, lackluster. But anyway, what, what were you saying? So they can call themselves national champions. Technically, yes, they can call themselves that. They can raise a banner, but we all know it was decided on the field with Alabama winning the national championship. All right, on that note, because we have you for a few more minutes, there has there have been some talks, especially with Central Florida, being excluded from the four who participated about expanding the playoff. Have you heard anything about that, and what's the latest on expanding the playoff from four to eight? Well, I don't think the, the commissioners want to do that, and part of the reason, it's not all money, it's the idea that college football has the greatest regular season in sports. Every game matters, and if you lose one or maybe even two games, unless you play in the SEC, you are potentially out of winning the national championship. And so the commissioners want to preserve that. It's something that they think is a, a great selling point in their sport, and so that's that's part of what they want to keep it that way. So I don't think you're going to see it expand, but... I'm not sure how you get a team like Central Florida into the dance. So you might have the situation where you have teams calling themselves national champions until we have a fix. If you could fix college football, I told you my idea last week, which is the, the solution is really simple. Just take all of their games into account. Don't count conference and non-conference games. Just count them all and make how many games you win in conference a, a tiebreaker. What do you think of that idea? And are there any ideas being proposed that would help deal with this issue of teams who feel they're qualified but can't get in. I don't think there's anything like that on the horizon. I think we're just going to keep having this problem. But look at Alabama. Alabama did not win their division, did not win their conference, and everyone's saying they're the rightful national champions today. So I, I, I think we're just going to have to live with this. All right, Bagman, I'll let you go on this. A different subject, LeVar Ball in the news again. Really, I hadn't heard. And the latest is an article that was published while LeVar Ball's in Lithuania with his sons who are playing in Lithuania talking about Luke Walton. Can you discuss what happened there and explain to the people why so many NBA coaches are upset by this? All right, well, in a nutshell, LeVar Ball said something kind of outlandish. It was published in ESPN, I believe. Was it ESPN, Dave? Yeah, it was ESPN. Or Sports Illustrated, one of the two. Anyway, it was published in a major media outlet, and it said, essentially the article said, oh, Luke Walton has lost the locker room. Coaches were very offended by it. And some, like Steve Kerr, have, have lashed out at ESPN and uh, Jeff Van Gundy's brother. He has a brother. What's his name? Stan. Did you prepare for this report, Bagman? I, I did. I just can't remember names and, and facts and my age. Anyway, so Stan Van Gundy said, I'm not going to participate in any media sessions with ESPN because they disrespect coaches. So it's a big brouhaha. But what it comes down to is LeVar Ball spoke and someone wrote it down and published it on the Internet. 
All right, thanks, Bagman. Get well, man, and we'll see you next time. So Bagman with his report. We appreciate him being with us. Ladies and gentlemen, brace yourselves. It's time for Beanie Factoids. And now it's time for Beanie Factoids. Here's John Beanie. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I have my notes ready, and we are ready to begin. Number one. Number one. They don't need no education. At Arizona State University. Excuse me? They don't need no force control. Teacher, leave those kids alone. John, what is this? Uh, the wall at ASU. You see what I did there? What wall? There's a wall at the uh, basketball arena, and the wall's being taken down. Take down the wall because they, um, they, they did something. That was a big nothing. Yeah, no. Anyway, what are you trying to say, John? We did this last time, and the report took way too long. Okay, anyway. Can you do it without the whole Pink Floyd? Yeah, okay. Basically, Arizona State, can I start over? Sure. Number one. All right. Arizona State University is removing a wall that's in the stadium because the demand is so high for basketball that a wall that's blocking off about 4,000 extra seats is coming down. Okay, that's cool. More people in the stadium. Yeah. Number two. Number two, KMBC News, Channel 9, in, uh, in Kansas City, made a huge error. They put on the scoreboard, or excuse me, on the, the bug at the bottom of the screen, Chiefs Kingdom celebrates victory. Oh, no. Yes, after the Chiefs lost to the Tennessee Titans, but apparently the graphics department, I know something about errors on the air, <clears throat> uh, made this mistake. And so while the anchor was giving a report describing the Chiefs' heartbreaking loss to the Tennessee Titans, they were having a graphic that said they'd won the game. That's unfortunate. Number three. Number three. More than 200, excuse me, two. 2,500. Thank you. Man, you, you read my notes better than I do. 2,500 people turned out for the Cleveland Browns' perfect season parade. The Browns finished 0-16. They won no games, second time in NFL history. And almost 3,000 people showed up for this parade. They marched around the stadium. They had signs. I think the sign of the night was a sign, two signs. One was held by a, a fan. It said, I was stupid. It was pointing to an arrow. Someone else was holding a sign, and the sign said, season ticket holder. They had a lot of fun with it. And even though the Browns finished on 16, the fans had a good time out at the parade. Number four. All right, a city in Florida. Don't, don't quote me on this. Look it up for yourself anyway. I was watching Fox News the other night, and I saw this story that there is a city in Florida that is running out of sand due to the hurricanes and the beaches getting torn up. They're having to import sand to the beach to fix it. And now there are reports that they might have to go overseas to bring the sand over, but there's a, a local sand mine in Florida that doesn't want that to happen. Are you serious? Yeah, this is a real story. So look it up for yourselves. This has been Beanie Factoids. All right, that was smooth. The second half of that was good. We can work on the first half. I, I see you smile. Dave, all right, all right, fine, Dave. Dave has gotten over his issues with Georgia. So, basically, it was the reverse of the national championship. All right, very funny. All right, before we go, Dave... You had some things you wanted to say to me. All right, yeah. So last week I was listening to the show and you made a few errors. Most notably, you said you were going to talk NFL playoffs. You didn't. Also, Contavious Caldwell Pope, he's in jail, but he could only play in California. That was a part of his work release. All right, thank you. Anything else? Uh, yeah, uh, but it doesn't matter.
All right, that's it for the show, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you enjoyed. The informal program will be back next week. Until then, take care. Bye. Today's show was brought to you by Bottles. If you don't want to walk around with a mug or a glass, Bottles are an awesome way to do just that. For more information, you can go to anywhere that sells bottles and pick one up for yourself. Yeah, what else did I mess up, Dave? All right. Yeah, I feel like this is part of the interruption, like I'm Stat Boy or something. But you know, we're not we're not you know pardoning the interruption or pardoning the. Yeah, someone got in trouble for pardoning something. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> barstool. Don't no, please don't don't open that can of worms, please. I'm not getting a fight with barstool two shows in. Anyway, uh, yeah, you said the second half in the Oklahoma game. You said the second half was important, and then you said they didn't lose it in the second half. So anyway, that was that. Thank you for the constructive criticism. I appreciate that. All right, folks, we'll be back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. The informal program is gone. Any last words, Dave? Well, I was wrong about the bills. Yeah, you were. We'll leave it at that. See you next time.